0: In 2016, on a dry November day, in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, there were two boys, 17 and 15. They were hiking the Chimney Top Trail in the National Park, and they were foolishly joking about throwing lit matches in the woods along the trail. You see, it hadn't just been a dry day, it had been weeks of dry days, and there were brush fire warnings posted all throughout the trail. They were walking and they were laughing and through match after match. Not like that. Match <laughs> after match. into the dry leaves and into the woods. One of the boys even, even darkingly joked, wouldn't it be funny if this started fire unknowingly a hiker took a photo of the two boys and the smoke rising behind them from the trail later that same photo would be used to identify the two boys and to accuse them of what they had done that little spark left 500 million dollars in damage 17,000 acres burned 2,500 homes and businesses absolutely destroyed. 190 people hurt, 14 dead, including two children. Just a little spark to start a fire. More importantly, just a little spark to destroy a home or a family. Just a little spark to divide a community or as we've seen a country just a little spark to kill, steal, and destroy ourselves and so many that we love and care about. Zach, man, I would never be so reckless. I would would never cause such damage. You see, that's the conspiracy. That's the lie that we believe. But as Christ truthers, we must know that there's a spark in our mouth that destroys. But it doesn't have to. But if we're not careful, we will be as reckless as those two boys and cause far more damage than they did. We've been in the book of James, and it says we all stumble in many ways, but anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, Able to keep their whole body in check. So let me ask you a question. What do you spark when you speak? What do you spark when you speak? That is what I pray that God has us ask ourselves and press into this weekend. What do we spark when we speak? welcome to all of our campuses if you're still worshiping with us online get involved in the chat let us know it's my honor to share a little light and a little life with you this weekend if you've missed the last couple weekends pastors done an amazing job in this series called truthers talking about trials talking about temptation and last week talking about transformation if you've missed any of those, I implore you, go watch them, watch them as a family, and see how the Bible implores us to deal with those things in our life. Here's the truth that we have to know this weekend. Many of us spark the wrong things when we speak. Many of, and, and you know it. As we've been just talking about, we we're going to talk about our words. Many of us, far too many of us, spark the wrong things when we speak. Maybe you spark just a Negative thought about yourself, right? Hey, those are just as bad. Maybe you're sparking negative thought about yourself. Maybe it's a divisive or a destructive word over a friend or a family member, or maybe, just maybe in this day and age, it's division over our digital or virtual tongues. But God has something better for his people. Let me pray as we press into absolute transformation this weekend. God, we are so grateful we get the opportunity to come before you. And God, I'm so burdened that you would move this weekend. God, that you would set our mouths free, that we would walk in the power and the presence of what you've called us to, and our mouths lead the way. God, please free us up so that we can free our world up. In your precious name, we pray, amen, amen. See, whatever the truth is for you, whatever, wherever you might be on this, James, the half-brother of Jesus, says this in James chapter three, verse three. When we put bits in the mouths of horses, we can make them obey us. We can turn the animal whichever way we want Jumping to verse 7 of chapter 3, it says all kinds of animals, birds and reptiles, sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But listen to verse 8, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Now, I I just need God to just sear this into our brain. So I want to show you a picture that I hope will make you not soon forget this weekend. And that is this man right here. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Okay, some of you guys don't know who that person is, and you're more spiritual than me. Fine, okay? I threw a couple of hours of my life away watching Tiger King, okay? You don't have to admit it, I did, all right? But hey, the reason I want, I want you to see this is because we have tamed a lot of very dangerous animals, whether it be tigers, or if you went to the circus, circus you may see elephants or bears or different things like that. But you know what we know They're still dangerous. You know how I know that? Because whenever the act is over, they go back in cages, right? You very rarely see the ringmaster without some sort of defense mechanism, right? We put them back away. What I hope we know by the end of our time together this weekend is that our tongue is vastly more dangerous, yet we give it no thought. We let it run free. We let it do whatever it likes to us and those around us. But here's the truth, the biblical truth we have to know is that none of us can control our tongues. None of us can control our tongue. Now that's the bad news, but fear not, this weekend is all about the gospel, not gossip. We will walk in freedom, and I I hope that you find some grace in that. Every time I'm reading God's word and I come to something like that where it says no man, no woman can tame the tongue, I don't feel guilty It actually, it it surprises me all over again about God's grace that he knew I was deficient and he saved me and loved me and called me anyway. So I hope that you feel the guilt lift off of you if you've tried to tame the tongue. Because No matter where you are in this walk of taming the tongue, no matter where you are in this walk in this relationship with God, you are going to find freedom this weekend. Maybe right now, as we start this conversation, you're reflecting on the fires that have been stoked and sparked by the words, by your words, or maybe by the words of those around you. But listen, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, there is hope. You are gonna leave this weekend, just because of the transformation of God in your life, you're gonna leave this weekend speaking sparks that bring warmth, light, and life to your life and to the people's lives around you. Our world has never needed it more. Did you know that in 2018, a study from Stanford University found that encouraging words, they actually increased the recovery time of patients. Words have that much power. Now, speaking of science, I am no Scientologist. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm a science whiz, but I have access to the internet like all of us, okay, where I can learn a thing or two about chemistry and thermodynamics. So what I wanna do is I wanna take a moment and break down the match. The match is a fascinating little thing. I don't know if you've got a little bit of a a pyro in you, but I know I do in me, and uh, I I know at campfires or whatever, I could just stare at fire, right? I'm not gonna tell you about the trouble I've got into, whether I've been caught or not, it's none of anybody's business, okay? But if you look, the match head and the match box, they had the ingredients, in red phosphate and powdered glass, which create friction, enough friction and heat to make a chemical reaction fueled by the sulfur and the wood of the matchstick that all come together to make fire. It's friction, air, fuel, and it makes fire. But just like the matchstick, there is no matching the power of the tongue. It It keeps on going in James to tell us in James 3, 4. It says, or take ships as an example. I said ships, okay? I was accused earlier, ships. You really gotta enunciate that word. Or take a ship, for example. Although they are are very large and driven by such strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. I don't know about you, but when I look at our world, I see it driven by some winds. I see it driven by whichever way it wants to go. And it seems like a lot of people feel like they don't have a choice as to where they go. Biblically, the pilot, the author of our salvation, he can guide us if we will allow him right where we're called to go. It keeps on going in James 3, and it says in verse 5, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by such a small spark. See, the truth is our tongue is heated by the friction all around it. Just like the match, just like the match head and, and the box that causes friction, that starts a fire. See, your life, your tongue is, has friction all around it. But my question is, are you aware of it? Are you intentional about what friction sparks the fire? Because we all have fire. We all are sparking something when we speak. My question is, how intentional are we about it? It's so powerful. We have to get guidance. Back in James 3, verse 6, it says, The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body and sets the course of one's life on fire. It by itself, set on fire by hell. I know that sounds intense and it may sound wild, but listen, the devil is in a fierce battle for your tongue and the words you say and the life that you shape for you, your family, your community, for people around you. But it's something we have to be intentional about. This is one of the reasons that Faith promised, we grow together. This is not something we can do alone. That's why we get in groups. Listen, a surefire way to have a life full of flames is to surround yourself with smokers. I'm not talking about cigarettes. I'm not talking about cigars. I'm not talking about whatever pastor used to smoke when he had that afro. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking when I say smokers, I'm talking about people who don't control their tongues. I'm talking about people who don't give any thought to what They say, hey, moms and dads, I bet you we'd be more leery about somebody letting our kids hang out with a smoker, a literal smoker, than somebody who doesn't watch what they say. But biblically, that couldn't be farther from our responsibility. See, where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, there's some fire that we need. And fire's not all bad, right? One of my absolute love languages is steak. And I cook that over fire. Okay, fire... (coughs) Bring some brilliant things. Like I said, I love to stare at it. So there's some fire that we need in our life. We have to get some people around us who spark truth and life and light into our life. I love this right here. The message version of Proverbs eighteen twenty one says this, words kill, words give life. They either poison, they're either poison or they're fruit. You choose, you choose. I love that, I love that. We have to choose not only the words that we say and what they shape, but the people who we let cause friction in our life. What about this next thought? We talked about friction, now let's talk about air. So air, air, it, uh, it fuels, it, it, gives, it, gives, uh, it gives almost food to fire. So actually, uh, you, you've probably seen this, right? Uh, stole this candle from somebody's office, don't tell anybody, right? So if you light a fire, and you cut off its air supply, it'll die all on its own. But here's my question. When it comes to the air of your tongue, what, what, what is fueling, what is firing, what is, what is accelerating the fire that you are sparking? Is it the gospel or is it gossip? Is it the world or is it the Word? See. A lot of us wish that some of these negative fires in our nation would go out. See, only one can exist. It's either the gospel or the gossip. But if we would, as men and women of God, if we would say, you know what, around me, for me in my house, for me in my social media, for me and my friend group, for me in my neighborhood, for me and the people I talk to, it will be the air of the gospel and we can Choke out the fire of, gossip, of the gossip. We can do that. See, the devil knows this. Let me be very clear. The devil knows this. That's why he's always tried to get us playing half and half, speaking out of both sides of our mouth, if you will. That's why in James 3, verse 9, it says this, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who are made in God's likeness. Can I stop for a second and just, kind of step into your business for a moment. You don't get to pick who you speak life over and who you speak death over. You don't get to pick what, 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 uh, what party gets your support and your love. It says right there, and maybe we miss over it, but right there it says that every human being is made in the image of God and our mouth, our mouth should exemplify that. The devil would love nothing more than divide us over an election, but if we would bring the gospel into the conversation, it would smother the gossip and let the gospel smolder in our nation. It keeps on going. It, James talks about in verse, in verse 10 of chapter three, it says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. It says, my brothers and sisters, it should not be this way. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? It shouldn't be that way. It says, my brothers and sisters, can a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt water spring produce fresh water. If you've given your life to Christ, you are called to be a fresh spring. So what do we do? What do we do? Are we just supposed to accept defeat and get used to the heat? Is that what we're supposed to do? By no means. See, God would never bring us to something that he would not bring us through. But we've talked about friction. we talked about air. Now let's talk for just a second about the fuel, the consistent fuel. Your tongue is fueled by your mind. Your tongue is fueled by your mind. So let's talk about practically. Practically, how are we gonna speak life? How are we gonna bring fruit? How are we going to shape the world that God has called us to with the words that we speak? Let me ask you a question. What is your mind full of? What is the fuel that for your tongue that resides in your mind? Is it negative? Is it divisive? Is it destructive? How often do you get done talking with somebody and for hours after, you're thinking about the arguments you should have said? You're thinking about what you wish you had said. Oh man, I really cut them deep there. I know that I do. But what I hope that God would help me do is let the fuel that's in my mind be loving, life-giving, imagine this, even liberating. What fills the tank of your tongue? What is fueling the word that you say? Let me spark a thought in your mind. What if before we spoke or we typed or we texted, what if we stopped and prayed and we sought God's word and his voice? What if we did that? You may think, Zach, I don't got that kind of time, baby. I don't don't have that kind of time. I, I would actually encourage you that you actually don't have time not to. I can't tell you how many marriage uh, counselings we do, pre-marriage or otherwise, and we have to talk about the words we say. Husbands, you're not allowed to raise your voice. What are we, in kindergarten? You're not allowed to raise your voice. Calling names? What? You're a man of God. Speaking something over the most precious gift that God gave you. See, the devil loves to think, it's just a word. I was just mad have you ever been able to take it back? Have you ever been able to erase somebody's mind of a word that you've spoken? We don't have time not to pursue God before we speak. Now that we know the power that resides in our tongues, let's get some guidance. I would encourage you, hop on the Bible reading plan. Listen, we can't let a day go by where we don't get into the word. Pastor Jeff Cochran, uh, he's a group's pastor at Farragut. I love what he says. He, he'll tell students, hey, no Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. It's more important, so no Bible, no breakfast. I love that. See, we have to get that in us so that God can start to change the narrative. Let me dig just a little bit deeper. Have you given away control of your tongue? Have you given away control of your Listen, I'm not talking about earlier, like giving it away to something ne- negative. Has there ever been a time where you've given it away to God? See, earlier we saw that no human, James is very clear that no human can tame the tongue. But what if we let God tame our tongue? Imagine this with me. Imagine this with me. I know I get, I get a, little, a little heated when I talk about um, the words that we speak, especially over our wives and things like that. I can tell you that I've never raised my voice at Rachel, my wife. I've ne- now, her kids are a different story. That's, God doesn't care about that, I'm just joking. But I've started doing something in my time with God. It's, it's revolutionary. So this is the action item to live in the life-giving tongue that God has called you to. Every day I pray, Romans 12, 2, And it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, this next part, how many times have you wished you could do this? Then you will be able to test and approve God's, what God's perfect will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. What if we could live that transformed life? Now, I know I've already stepped on some toes, um, so why not keep on going? And uh, there's been something that's been awfully important to us this year, free speech. Getting to say and do whatever we want. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not negating that that's important, but I just pray and ask, because actually I woke up in the middle of the night with that on my mind. That God, God, I just woke up, and I don't do this often. I woke up and free speech just on my mind. And I, I had this, we had this message coming this weekend. i was like, God, what, are you, what, 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 is, what is it? And he said the devil has tricked us just ever so slightly where we're so concerned about free speech and getting to say what we wanna say instead of saying what God has freed us to say so that people can live in freedom. Now listen, if you surrender your tongue to God, you're not gonna say everything you wanna say. I get plenty of jokes that come right to my mind. I don't get to say them. And guess what, they don't stop coming. I don't cuss, I never cuss Come. I'm not smart enough to differentiate the stage and the rest of my life, so when I stub my toe, you're never gonna hear me cuss, but it's still the first words I think of. Why is that, why? It's because the world is dragging us towards disorder, dragging us towards disunity, pulling us away from what God has called us to. So what if we valued our right, A free speech less, and valued more the freedom that God's word in our mouth brings. Hey, hey, we've seen where just getting free speech gets us. It's not freedom, but living and walking and speaking and sparking the freedom that God's word gives us brings freedom. Listen. None of us can control our tongues. That's why we have to give it to God. There is one who can and does and offers the friction to correct us, the air to sustain us and the fuel to fill us with every word that proceeds from the mouth of God like it talks about in Matthew 4.4. So what about you? What about you? What do you spark when you speak? I can't create a change or a spark in you. No matter what I do, I wish I could. I I, I hope I've articulated to you the passion that God's put in my heart for this subject. But God can spark that in our life. And we can walk out and we can choose warmth, light, and life today. Not just for you, but for everyone around you. So what will you choose? God, we come before you this weekend. We're so grateful that we get to hear your word. We're so grateful that you've called us for such a time as this. God, so that we can be obedient. Abba, Father, I pray right now that there would be a transformation, The no guilt, no guilt. That's not, that's not what God's calling, no guilt right now, but I pray that there would be freedom God, right now, would you take the chains off that we've spoken over ourselves that we're a failure, that we're not good enough, that, that, that we, we can't do it, that we can't be free, but, but God, that you would allow us to speak the gospel and not the gossip, God, but you would free the tongue in our life to absolutely bring change about, starting in our life, in our heart, in our family, our neighborhood, our community, Nation, God, we desperately need the freedom that only you can provide, and the freedom for some crazy reason you've chosen to provide to the world through us in the words we speak and the actions that we act. We love you desperately, and we believe that revival is coming and it'll follow our tongues as they surrender. Your precious name we pray.